0: A park, and you're the passenger with Clark the shark and John Hassinger. Too hot in the city, you better ice it. Buckle up, kiddies, it's time to smash. Smash it. Two people doing this podcast invented it.
1: Wait, us at the podcast. Okay, I just to scroll podcast up
0: Dude, and I mean, if you Google Zoom backgrounds, there's thousands.
1: I was on a Zoom call the other day, and some guy, you. um, our age, probably, he was like some salesman, had a, the, the child, he had Baby Yoda as the back, and uh, I, nice. I, I've only t- spoken to him before, and I was like, his name's Mike, he's like a dad, he's, you know, just doing his thing, and I was like, your background is exactly what I would expect it to be. Because he reminds me like a little bit of you. Like he's a cool guy, you know? And I was like, I'm I'm glad it's Yoda and uh, baby Yoda and not like the generic or something, like, I'm glad that you're having fun. Because Yeah, right. He's one of those guys that it's just a job for him and it's just a job for me. Right. And we're both just like, hey, let's just get through this.
0: Right. Let's at least make some fun where we can.
1: It was great. I'm gonna try that.
0: Yeah, after I spent so much time like creating this display of comic book glory behind me. The last oh. thing I'm gonna do is use one of the stock nonsense backgrounds. Look at this. This is like my favorite one. It's like this, the 60s. the sixties the sixties Adam West oh, yeah. Batman. Pow. And Robin. Yeah, boom,
1: bang, pow. Pow. I love this sixties Batman movie. Oh yeah, shark repellent. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like it's ridiculous, but (laughs) yeah,
0: it's a fun ride. It's really amazing how I think that show affect affected all the Batman movies that came, like you know, twenty years later, thirty years later, forty years later, in that they had to be dark because that was so goofy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was it was colorful. Like Batman's uniform, like his outfit was was almost like purple. It was like a purplish hue.
0: It was it was blue and gray, but it was like tights, like not like armor. You know? No, like no, yeah, there was like, no armor. It, it was, was like, like pajamas. Just,
1: yeah, it was like long johns. And Robin too, with like he had like the, the the leafy like vagina looking underwear going on, you know, because it was supposed to be like a bird, but it was like feathery, like it was kind of like scaled.
0: Yeah, scaled. Like it had Fettered. scales. I know. And it was just like tidy whiteies, but they were green. And, and then like little elf
1: shoes. No ankle <laughs> support at all. It was uh, Burgess Meredith played Penguin, right? <clears throat> yeah. Burgess
0: Meredith and Cesar Romero played Joker, and Adam West played Batman, and somebody super famous from the time played Riddler. I, I always forget his name, though. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, was that? That Darn Cat.
1: Wait, what's that? He was in that movie, That Darn Cat. Oh, yeah, That Darn Cat. The original Riddler was Frank Gorshin.
0: Yes, Frank Gorshin. He was like a big-time actor back then, and Julian yeah.
1: Newmar was huge, too. He was kind of like uh, a Jim Carrey at the time, fittingly, since Carrey played the Riddler, but he was like one of those goofy, like, funny guys that was in like a lot of big stuff. Like a Will Ferrell, almost? uh yeah probably i don't i don't know him that well but i know i've seen some of like those old films he was in i still think the penguin danny devito is uh the best um oswald cobblepot he's just so perfect
0: i thought it. he was i i totally agree I, I always think that Batman Returns was just as good as the original Batman because Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito and Christopher Walken were all great with yeah. Michael Keaton. Oh, so good. Max Shrek. And, like, Penguin's Selena idea Kyle. was so cool. They, like, hack into the Batmobile, and then they drive it, like, crazy all over town with, like, that remote control car. Yeah,
1: with the little spinning, like, you know, yeah, yeah. make you look... Uh, like you're 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 being hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, right. Like in this city like a harp from hell. hell. Oh, yeah, right. Like, Man, he's in he in that plays like, a pack. children's toy and he's yeah. taking control right. of it. He's it in that cool. miniature Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. He designed it's, it. it. It's like as a kid watching that. You're like, I wish I had that thing. Like not controlling a car, just that thing in a van that's shaking that's, around. Like, how cool would that be? You would it's never. Like see-
0: a, you would never see that outside of like a Walmart. It's always one of those shitty carousel
1: horses, right? There's like AIDS on it.
0: AIDS. Why is there AIDS? definitely definitely Corona?
1: You know what's cool the uh, the the boat? It's called the um what's the, what's the boat called? The bat boat that he's that Michael Keaton's in at the end. Oh, um, yeah. is, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bat,
0: bat submarine.
1: Yeah, the submarine. I thought it was a different name, but. That thing was cool. And I was looking that up a few nights ago because I was drunk and my life's full of problems, and that's what you do during quarantine. But they had like these cool models and stuff of that when that movie came out that were like for adults. And I feel like they missed the market with like kids for that because it was always like the Batmobile, you know, which is awesome. But the bat, like submarine, that boat was legit. Right. Because it was like a boat that turned into a submarine. Yeah. Uh,
0: And then. And was that it wasn't the same thing as the bat wing, you know, like the, the plane kind of thing, like the boat didn't right. turn into that. Or did the bat wing turn into a submarine? I feel like I need to go back and watch that movie now. It's been so it's damn good. long. Same here. Um, I feel like it's always Christopher on. Walken. Like when when Michelle Pfeiffer comes back from like turning into Catwoman and she's like, you know, it's not full on amnesia. And he's like, did you bump your head? At your <laughs> swim meet with your auntie. You know, like, memory. <laughs> tries, you know. And I love
1: his son is still trying Did to be like... Did you
0: fall down the steps four times the other four day? Four times. That's you got that bump on your head, not from me throwing you out the window.
1: Frank, I'm not going to give my son out, Frank. It's, uh... I, I love, uh, Max Shrek's son. It's kind of like the opposite yeah. of Bruce Wayne, because Max Shrek's like an evil empire kind of guy, where Bruce Wayne was, you know... Right. Oh, Wayne Enterprises, and the and Batman, you know, avenged his father's death. Where Max, death, where Max Shrek, was evil, but his son was like, eh, kind of a good guy, but kind of a pussy. It was kind of like the polar opposite of young Bruce right. Wayne.
0: Uh, good point. It was like Bruce was the son that Shrek never had.
1: Right. Yeah. In a way, I do like the electrocution scene though, where they cut to uh, where Shrek gets electrocuted at the oh yeah penguin's towards... lair. And it's yeah. like the skeleton for a second, like they did in every late 80s, early 90s movies. You know what I'm talking about? It's in like every movie. They like cut to a skeleton and then it's back. Or it was like
0: the sip after the false holy grail in uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> where it's like, ah! Like, ah. Oh, it's
1: not real anymore. I've, tr- I've tried to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again for like the fourth time. I always get like 30 minutes in and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it because I watch. I watched. I watched a lot of movies in quarantine. You know, watching like a movie a day. Not that I was going out, living this dream before. I was doing the (laughs) same thing, but I've been like. So I watched, rewatched the Indiana Jones. It's Just easier to commit now. Right. You have like a a more excuse. You're
0: like it's not going anywhere.
1: Not going anywhere. And and Crystal Skull, man. I just I can't do it again. I saw it like once in the theater. I think that was the only time I've ever watched that movie to completion. Saw it (laughs)
0: to climax. You saw it uh, in the theater. I didn't see it in a the theater. In fact, I've never seen it.
1: Oh, uh, you're missing I, nothing.
0: Um, I think I tried watching it for like an hour, and Harrison Ford had like t- six lines in like. The, from what I remember, I was like, "Does he talk in this fucking thing or what?" Like, I remember the best part about Indiana Jones was wasn't all the action. It was ha- Harrison Ford's like quippy lines. Yeah, you know how he's all kind of like half taking this. Like, he's he's joking his way through, like, the most adventurous life ever.
1: Yeah, he's like a slouchy, you know, he's teacher, professor. Solo. That just wants to, you know, he's going to shoot you because he doesn't want to fight, and that's hilarious. But I think what hurt Crystal Skull was they used Shia LaBeouf, which at the time he was, like, coming off Transformers and stuff. But he didn't age well, like, career-wise. He, he's kind of considered, like, a joke even though I like Shia LaBeouf, but he's he, he's, uh, he's in the beginning of a comeback. But for a while is.
0: there, he was a little embarrassing.
1: He was a little embarrassing for a while. But uh, I I just think that movie didn't age well, if if at all, you know, nicely because uh, it just hurts it. I don't know. You want Indiana Jones? He's the guy. Don't give him a sidekick. Even when you had like uh, short time in short Temple round. of Doom, short round, short Time. <laughs> sure the guy that caused the the coronavirus the china short, virus the the china virus the, the kung flu um it, it was still like fun comic relief chila i think the producers were like let's groom him to be like the next indiana jones and it it just didn't
0: work i agree it felt like that was kind of coming but it also plays into just my theory that the f- Like, the original classic movies of, like, the past 50 years, let's say. Fans of those today chase that, like, a drug. Think about it. Like, all the anger about reboots. They're like, that's cocaine cut with baking soda. I don't even want it. And it makes me so angry that you're even trying to sell it to me. (laughs) You know? Like, with the Star Wars fans. Like, they think that their brain is going to experience a new Star Wars movie the same way it did when they were a child. And they like oh. expect to. You know what I mean? It's like they chase yeah. this, like, this nostalgic, like, mind dragon life experience that'll just never happen again because we're adults. Right. That's
1: a good point. I need a contractor. I've been thinking about I've been thinking about that, that to find the yellow pages. <laughs> ooh, regular tiddly-willy old reference.
0: Ooh, ooh regular... 90s throwback. I love the hat, by the
1: way. <laughs> SWB. Sports Do you know what that is? with baseballs. No, what is that?
0: Scranton wilkes Bear Rail Riders. Oh,
1: right in the Dunder Mifflin. Oh.
0: Right in really the Vance hat. Refrigeration.
1: <laughs> I love the companies. That's amazing, <laughs> though, about Star Wars fans doing that. I read an article today about why darth Maul will never have his own movie. And I thought like, oh, I wonder why. So I read it and it was it started off with, well, it was before Disney owned it. So I was like, yeah, but they still own the rights to everything. They can make a movie. Yeah, and, and Darth maul appearance in it, an appearing and then it and turned shit, into like, all
0: over the place.
1: Yeah, then it turned he into He was thing. in Solo. He mm-hmm. was in Solo, he was in Clone Wars. right. Um and then it started and then it and it, it, it the article turned into because Disney cho- chooses to ignore the more boring parts of the franchise. And I'm like, that, that doesn't. And then it turned out it was just like some guy writing it, like some fan. But- I was like, it sounds like uh, an article on We Got This Covered. Yeah. Where it would it, it, like it, it, pretend it's
0: a fact. And it's like, uh, here it is. Right, and then it's like, right. well, we think this would be a bad idea. And it's a good thing they're not doing it. It's like, but your headline sounded like yeah. they were doing it. This cool thing that we all want to happen—that's
1: Th- what it was. It was like clickbait. It was Screen Rant or something like that, where it's like Christopher Walken dies, his hair. to like do feel- movie. <laughs> it's like the different spelling. You're like, ugh.
0: I feel like Darth Maul is one of those characters where they were getting ready to give him something, like his own Disney Plus show or whatever, and then that actor got caught blowing, or you know, he he he. Live streamed on Instagram him getting a, a blowjob. No way. Yeah. Lake Park? And, yes. Wow. Hold on a sec. Bryce Harper hit a two run home run. Bryce He's been Harper? It lately. Yes. I still can't believe it's actual, like, m- meaningful games. I, I, I still think it's like spring training or something like that. Yeah, I, it doesn't feel it's so like
1: strange. it. Did you see the cardboard cutout of, I think it was, who the the, the Phillies played the Orioles tonight, right? I am not even sure. There was a cardboard cutout. I think it was at a Dodgers game, but it was it was Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's in the crowd, and I was like, "That's great! Whoever's in charge of that, like, do that. Do like Darth Vader in there. Have fun." Why like
0: have normal, like, I don't even know what they have up there, but yeah, they should make it all pretend people, like characters from movies, like have the Avengers back back there, have like yeah. 90s wrestlers, you know, from WWF, yes. or I think what the NFL should do is they should pff- spend all that money that they have and put little tiny cameras on every single seat in the stadium and little iPads like FaceTime basically where you can see your face in the crowd watching the game like if you buy a ticket you yeah. see it you can see the game from that seat like you get the, the, the viewpoint but you can also watch it on TV but in the crowd will be your face in that's that amazing like the technology's there to do that right totally.
1: so, yeah yeah. it was there in Demolition Man when like they're at the board meeting and all the people are watching on TVs and that was in like 93 the technology can be done
0: Right. If they had it on Krypton 400 years ago, so Kal-El could speak to all the other leaders, we should do it here on Earth. <laughs> That's a great idea. I don't, they should capitalize on that. I feel like the NFL would be foolish not to do that based on, A, how weird the NBA looks. It looks like you're
1: watching a PlayStation game. It does. Uh, with yeah, the crowd like this. It looks like you're watching a PlayStation exhibition game where you're like let's play in disney world or something and you're like that court's not real it's like nba jam when you're when you do the alternative mode on like the street or like in the city where you're like the the, the the black people
0: two-dimensional
1: like they're flat do you would you would you would rather have in baseball though the crowd be like characters like i'm surprised that hasn't happened and you could sell that money to like that advertising, like Disney, can put their new cast there for some for the Mandalorian season two. You know, like why why aren't they doing that? The cardboard yeah. cutouts look so bad. We need I mean, to have dele- fun, dude. Think about this:
0: the behind home plate, that that back back track, whatever the fuck it's called, the wall right behind home plate. Yeah, is the most expensive spot for sports advertising because it's the most seen area on a TV for any sport. Right, so if if you look back there, it's usually the huge, giant, monster sponsors, local and national. Uh, the seats behind those, that wall, you know, the first three rows, is exactly what they should do. Like the, a big movie coming out, if movies are ever. A th- I guess you can't do that, but you know, put the characters, yeah, put cardboard cutout
1: versions of the characters back there, like they're watching the game. That'd how be cool would that be? So That's cool. a good idea, and it would make you want to like watch it, you know, because you're like you're. It's already in your subconscious with baseball, you know. It, it would like
0: uh, it would draw me to watch it, like the XFL's different rules drew me to watch it, and how I'm really excited about the XFL now because yeah. A, the Rock owns it, and they also and he co-owns it with a woman, so it'll be interesting to see what a woman does to the to football. That will be interesting. They'll, you know, they'll it, like, it up with something like, new. We always had the NFL. This thing doesn't have to be perfect. It right, can be true. It can
1: be like interesting, as it should be too. I think they should like play around with it. It'd be like, uh, you know, WWF and then WCW or something. They had like different. Well, maybe not that. That was that was you know, pretty like, close. Like we played baseball in grade school on a
0: blacktop with a stuffed wiffle ball bat and a tennis ball the rules weren't (laughs) identical to regular baseball right like we pegged each other yeah Uh, there was it was two strikes or no it was yeah two strikes two strikes and and one out or two strikes and three outs i forget but it was just speeded up it was like the same but it was different
1: yeah it was like doing like you know 10 mississippi and, and touch football
0: ghost men
1: Remember, remember the switch at St. At Jude from baseball to football? I never knew who decided that but it, it was always like there was that I mean obviously in the fall you're gonna play football when school starts and in the the spring you're you're gonna play baseball but like in that winter months when you were still going outside and we still played football there was always that time where it's like we switched to baseball it's like who's, who's in charge of that? What are these because I remember playing baseball a few times it was like pretty fucking cold I'm like where's the Redskins football? Oh, can't say Redskins. Good offend somebody, But it's like, Washington it was funny how team. that switched. It was just like decided one day and you're like, well, I guess we're playing baseball. Let's do I it.
0: Think, I think, and this is amazing that St. Jude ever did this, but they painted a field, like they painted a diamond on the blacktop, like a, a bat, two batters boxes yes. and the lo- baselines and even a pitching mound and second base. So maybe that's when it all changed. I remember... Oh. In eighth grade, when you weren't there, uh, in eighth grade, and we had that whole grass lot right as you drove in, you know, along the wall, and we we would play football there, like full field. It was amazing, all that grass. And then at the end of the fall, right before like Christmas break, they put two giant trailers out there, right smack dab. On our field, and from then on, we only played baseball. Yeah, That's fucking so trailer
1: nice. park. It would've been fun to have that field, though. Yeah, I remember I never we said the trailers. Kept, me and Fran
0: Lang kept track of our touchdowns.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! You guys kept stats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Fran's an amazing yeah. dude. Dude, Fran
0: ceases to amaze me. Fran is like a friend, a mutual friend of of uh, Clark and I, who. Like it wasn't like we were all like we all hung out at the same time. It was like you were friends with him a little bit before you and I became friends, and then I became friends with Fran after. uh, You know, like you went to the other school, and he. I can't believe he just picked up and moved to Texas, and like is living kind of like you and I are. Like he left and he went and he he's not in that little bubble. Yeah, he did his own thing. I'm still trying to figure out why I moved to Texas. I guess it was. I remember him and I used to like randomly talk about Texas. Like, hey, oh, really? it'd be cool to like move there, like Austin. I heard Austin's awesome. Meanwhile, we're the top three uh, COVID spots in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, isn't it?
1: Florida, LA County, Texas. Fuck Florida, man. I don't even know how we don't have it. Uh, you guys are probably playing it very safe.
0: Very oh smart. yeah, since since the get go, man. Masks everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. no public places except for food. I feel like being OCD has helped me as well, too. Like, I've always washed my hands and been conscious. But now, with the real threat, you're like, I'm very conscious of, like, little things. Like, hey, I'm going to touch this door if I have to. I'll use a pinky and, like, sanitize this a second later. It's weird. I'm not taking any chances with it. Do you think um, Bruce has been writing
0: more or less since the lockdown? That's a you good know, question. Because, like, for me, I feel like my creativity just crumbled because I'm like, what else is there to talk about other than this? Right. The coronavirus.
1: And we should ask him that. Bruce Hale is going to be on the show tonight for uh, Shark Week. It's the fifth annual uh, Nerd 35 Podcast Shark Week Extravaganza. And I feel like that's a good question because uh, it's it's also kind of depressing in a way, not to, like put right. a damper on it, but, you know, all the shit's going on in the world. Yeah, dude.
0: The motivation. Kamala
1: Harris is now vice president. Kamala, the wrestler, died. I know. Well, you know, when you lose one, you gain one. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> we got to mention Kamala, though. Rest in peace. We've, we've talked about him on the show a lot. I'm so oh, sad. No. that. He's-
0: I mean, we used to come back from breaks to his theme music, and it would yeah. always pump me up. Yeah, we get I you the
1: theme music. <laughs> You know, and, that, would, uh, yeah. that would be so racist, quote-unquote, today. If they did Kamala, because they'd be like, oh, they're saying he's uncivilized and all this, even though it was a gimmick. Um, that wouldn't age well if they came out with Kamal today, because he was uncivilized was the idea.
2: Yeah, he was, he was just savage. from
1: Uganda, fine. But yeah, he was a savage with makeup. Somebody would have a problem with that today.
0: Oh, I mean, dude, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkoff, the Bush Bushwhackers. I mean, everything was racist during for a time. Even Hacksaw Jim Duggan was kind of racist. If like you know, you're not. Well, I don't remember him that well. Was he like like the redneck? You would walk around with the two by four and the American flag, like some dumb (laughs) hick. Oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah, he would have been hillbilly Jim. Redneck Jokotuda, yeah, yoga.
1: Of course, junkyard
0: go. dog. Oh, it's a black man dog. with a chain around his neck. Holy Remember fuck! Remember the junkyard dog? He he should he could have been a great uh, wrestler. I think. Just love the name. Who had the chain around the neck? Was that junkyard dog?
1: Yes, because he was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was act- Yeah, he was the junkyard. The collar. It's amazing,
0: Virgil. Uh, uh, oh my god that whole gimmick virgil the the slave basically to ted dibiase's million dollar man yeah he was like the driver slash slave I, I think earthquake and typhoon they wouldn't be able to be called that because that's fat shaming <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to do a whole show one time on like just breaking down all of those wrestlers of how would, that would be like what people would be offended by because that would be fat shaming i know because it, it's almost like everybody like I'm trying to go
0: through <laughs> any of them that aren't offensive. I'm sure gay guys would be
1: offended by Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Who was the guy? Um, the model Rick Mortel? There would have been something offensive about that because he's pink. Yeah. You know, and it's and like, like French, right? I think. Right, it's offensive. He was like the Don Flamenco of WWE. Dude, you Rick know. Martel
0: was awesome.
1: Yeah, he was no joke.
0: Such a good villain. Like, you remember him. Like, he was an asshole, but he could wrestle. He was almost, like, perfect. He was good. Uh, Well, God, this is such an amazing topic. I mean, the berserker, the barbarian, the warlord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tatanka? (laughs) uh, Oh, Tatanka, completely. The native, yeah, the Texas tornado. It's offensive to people that have had their homes destroyed (laughs) in in the Bible Belt, in the Rust Belt. Yeah, uh, yeah. The we'll, uh, do you want to pot in Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Bruce Hale? He is a children's author, uh, best known for uh, penning the children's book Clark the Shark series. He is here for the third time tonight. Please welcome to the show uh, here for Shark Week the legendary Mr. Bruce. Hello, Hello.
2: there he is. Hey, hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good man. man. How are you? Excellent. You know, considering it's the end of the world and everything, I think things are going pretty good.
1: You look like <laughs> you're in good spirits.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Thanks for joining us, Bruce. This is the third time we were just singing your praises um, for three and a half hours, actually. We've been live. We're ready to wrap it up. We're pretty tired from just... No, no. Um, <laughs> so I thanks for being on, at, at the
2: very end, uh, as you collapse.
1: <laughs> right. So, John... What was the question you asked before the show? This is a really good question. i I think we need to, we need to ask you, sir. Thanks for
0: joining us, Bruce. I was just wondering if you're writing more or less during like the lockdown, like has your inspiration, motivation, whatever creativity gone up or down? Because for me, I've just been like, Pleh. I yeah. feel like there's nothing else to think about.
2: I know what you mean. Yeah. That's actually a really good question. Um, Thanks. I think for me initially, I was paralyzed. I was just like, "Oh my God, what is happening?" The last thing I want to do is to make up a sweet story for kids. Yeah. And, and yeah. So for like, I would say all of March and well into April, uh, nothing was happening. And I don't have, I didn't have a book that was on deadline, and it's due at the end of the year. It's a novel, so I've got plenty of time. Uh, I had like a couple of work for hire projects, but those are pretty easy. You just kind of, you know, follow the general plot line and and bang them out. But boy, you know, it really threw me for a loop for quite a while. Because I don't know about you, but when you're a creative person, you kind of need to have your life established and normal so that your creativity can be chaotic instead of the other way around.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like the routine really helps you just go on autopilot so you know the fun part can can do its thing and it was like our brains it's like we were isolated shelter in place and so was our brain it was like yeah. i can't get out of this just hamster on a wheel feeling
2: i know yeah it was like somebody took my brain and put it in a jar over by the door <laughs> and i'm like where I know I had a brain here somewhere.
0: <laughs> yes, right. Like, where are the ideas that I'm usually coming up with?
2: Yes, exactly.
0: So, so you're in the middle of a novel? Yes, I am. Ooh, is it, uh, I mean, how many pages? I mean, how long have you been writing a novel?
2: Let's see. Well, this, this, I've written a number of them before. This is my, this is the second book in a two-book deal with Scholastic. So the first book I turned in, I want to say February. So just before things uh, hit. Oh, wow. And so then all I had to do was a little bit of editing on that, and that was easy. But then I had to start this new novel. And so oh. for, for a while, I'm just, uh, brain Was it, Was it moments Word,
0: where, uh, Yeah, like I heard, like, you just got to sit down and just start writing. Was it just like over and over writing a lot and then just deleting it and like being like, nope, never mind. Basically, No, crinkling it, up it, was more like,
2: um, it was more like a creative constipation. <laughs> Nothing would come. <laughs> wow. And so I'm just really like, awesome. oh, God, is this going to work? No, it was hard to find the voice. And then finally, it got to be the new normal, you know, or at least this uncertainty was, like, clearly going to go on for quite a while. And so I just said, well, I'll just do it a word at a time and just started doing it. And then I, I got up, like, the last two three months i really hit my stride and now i'm actually fairly close to the end i'm probably three chapters away from the end oh wow
1: for someone that's never written a novel what's like a good time frame to do that i know it's all subjective to your creative like outlet but if it was like a good good sized novel like 150 200 pages is is a year usually what they give you for like a deadline for that
2: often uh Yeah, sometimes uh, nine months, something like that, Uh, because the thing with a novel, your first draft, you're just telling yourself the story. Right. You're trying to figure out what the story is. Right. And you get to the end of it, and you go, okay, so this idea I had in the beginning, that didn't follow through. You know, something fell apart, but this new idea that came up, this is strong. Now, if I can take that and insert some of that back into these early chapters, so you generally have to revise a number of
0: times. I always would worry, like, if I ever, like, in my head was like, I'm going to start writing a novel, and I and do the first draft, i always worried that I'd go back and find something that needed to be adjusted and going down, like, a deep, dark path and never being able to, like, pull it back, you know, and, like, having yeah. all these branches now that I just can't, and I'm like, ah, it's too much. I'll never be able to do it. I feel like George R.R. Martin. Yeah, it would yeah. be frustrating. Oh, it'd be crazy. I, I
1: wouldn't be able to finish a first draft, you know, for something that long. It would right. take a yeah. lot of dedication and like focus. ADHD. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, let's do something else. It would yeah. be a bunch of crappy, you know, non secular stories. that like, what is this? You know, because I'd be like, eh, take it, because that that's that seems like it takes a lot of discipline to do that for a year. That's it a, does. A commitment, it does.
2: and that's the thing about being a professional writer that I didn't get before I was one is you have to treat it like a job. Right. I mean, Elmore Leonard, the great thriller writer, he would just show up at work nine in the morning at his computer, work until five, just like he was punching a clock. Is that oh, how really? you write a yeah. day? Yeah. What's, your, what's that like? <laughs> I, I'm not Elmore Leonard. Luckily, the books uh-huh. I write are a lot shorter. So right. I generally, my best time for writing is in the afternoon, so I'll write from lunch until dinner, so maybe five hours, something like that.
1: Do you sleep in late, Bruce? I, I picture you as a guy that wakes up at six and goes for like six-mile walks every morning. Am I right? <laughs> you're, you're,
2: strangely enough, you're fairly close. I used to love sleeping late, and then about maybe ten years ago, after all these years of doing author visits where I have to wake up at the crack of dawn to go talk to the kids... Oh yeah, uh, my body shifted, and now I wake up with the sun, and I'm ah. like, "Go back to sleep, buddy. Go to sleep." <laughs> and then if my body does go back to sleep, the dog comes in and wakes me up.
1: So, <laughs> so you- I'm
2: just adjusted to it now.
1: You seem like you're you're do- being proactive during the, the the quarantine. At least you know here in California, and you know similar to Florida, where yeah. a lot of things are shut down. Um, I see you performed some kind of virtual concert with your band recently? Yeah,
2: that was a blast. That was really trippy.
1: Yeah, how did that work stuff. out? Because it looked like you were on a, an actual stage. Was there, like, what was that that you, that you were performing at?
2: Well, it was actually a place called the Carriage Museum, where they have all these old carriages from horse and buggy days. And <sighs> these, it's got all the, I don't know if you saw, there's this kind of this Old West facade, Yeah. It's like you're walking down the street of a show like Gunsmoke or something like that. Nice. You know, the the saloon, the apothecary, all this stuff. And so they put us in there in in this warehouse where the carriages were. And there were 10 of us in the band because we have nine people and we had a, a gal sitting in on congas. So they spread us. So we were socially distant. We covered about 50 feet. And I swear, if you wanted to signal the horns it was time to come in, you had to send them a text. You know, it was just like, hey, guys. (laughs) It
1: it was that spread apart because it it looked like it was a lot of fun, though.
2: It was a lot of fun because we Uh, we all missed performing. And even though we didn't have a real audience that we could see, there were a few people who were associated with the Fiesta who were kind of behind the cameras and some of them would get up and dance and so that helped
0: yeah sometimes it only takes like one or two people dancing for your stuff and it's like all right i'm good that's all I yeah. really is. as long as one or two people are enjoying it i'll keep going you know exactly, it's like when you're yeah. telling jokes clark it's like if one person in the room is laughing i'll keep going it's yeah. fine yeah,
2: yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like an energy
1: exchange that happens. yeah yeah right that's all it takes how many people were in the room total
2: uh you mean aside from us yeah I'd say maybe fifteen, but they were we were in this little warehouse that's area. That's
1: pretty good though for quarantine. I mean, that's you know that's yeah. That's but they, were all, they were I all couldn't even get dis- fifteen people to, if we weren't in quarantine. That's that's pretty good anyway. <laughs> yeah. If somebody came in without a mask, do you stop the music and shame them, or how does that work? No, no. no, I, no, I'm, no. There, I'm there sure were
2: this. people who were kind of controlling the event, and they were they were playing the heavies. They were the bouncers.
1: Yeah. Um that was cool though. I want I want to bring up Shark Week. It's we're we're in the midst yeah. of Shark Week and you uh I think it's safe to say you've done more to raise awareness for sharks uh and the appeal to to children than, than anyone else ever has. Um, Thank you. which is pretty cool. Uh what what's going on this week this year with with Clark the Shark? Is there anything you can give us because I know the last time you were on the show there were some things in the works but unfortunately you know, the world came to a stop. Is there yeah. is there anything brewing with Clark the shark? You can. There is. There are
2: a yes. few things this week, and then um, then there's a new book coming out in the fall. So, oh. yeah. So for this week, I did a storytelling this afternoon with uh, Hickleby's Books up in San Jose.
1: Over the sharks.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, it was really yeah, so we just did it on Zoom, and you know, a bunch of kids tuned in, and did a storytelling, and, and just because I'm that kind of guy, I sang the Baby Shark song with them so that their parents would go crazy.
1: Oh, no way. The best song ever. I don't know if John's ever <laughs> yeah, heard yeah. that song. Oh, yeah, no, I've never heard that song. I don't have no, a two-and-a-half-year-old
0: sure, yeah. who sings it all the time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's like one of the meanest earworms you can ever imagine. It's like it's a show.
1: small world on steroids. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so you, Bruce Hale singing the Baby Shark song, the author of Clark the Shark, that's the equivalent of like hearing the name, the title of the movie in the movie, right? Like, right, you know, when yeah. you watch a movie, you're yeah. watching like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and they're like, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You're like, ah, there it is. It's the title of the movie. That, that would be, that, that's something to say. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: it was fun. Yeah, it was great fun, and of course, I substituted Clark the Shark in there for one of the verses. Um, of course, uh, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then on uh, Thursday, I've got two virtual visits like that. One of them with a, a Blue Willow Bookshop in Houston, and that's in early in the morning my time. It's going to be eight o'clock. So uh, us California guys, you know, that's that's
1: pretty early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's an ambitious start time.
2: Yeah. yeah. But it's you know it's ten o'clock there is their usual story time so I'll do that and then I've got uh, later in the afternoon I've got another one for um, a story that's going to be kind of um, it's going to be their early evening.
1: So the, that's good. That's good that you're doing this stuff yeah. and you're staying proactive and you know connecting with your fans and your readers and things have like to. that. And the kids
0: yeah. are getting some sort of education because. Obviously, the people <laughs> in charge of this country can't figure that out,
1: <laughs> But That's what you need to do. Go to uh, go to Bruce's website. You can yeah. learn about the different kinds of hats. I did not know. There you go. Uh, about the difference between a fedora and a, what is it, a trilby? A trilby,
2: yeah. trilby. Yeah, the,
1: trilby. Mistaken yeah. all these years. Yeah, never even heard of it. But that's What's a trilby. Trilby is
2: like a fedora, but it's got a very short brim, oh. and it's it's kind of uh, it's a narrow brim and it's a shorter top. And what is the name of the hat you're wearing right now? This one? Oh, uh, this is just I got this. It's this like an Italian cap. It's like a they call it a driving cap usually.
0: Oh yeah, driving cap. Yeah.
2: Because like you picture me in my Maserati, you know.
1: I do. Yeah. No, but yeah, exactly. but you're 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 a hat aficionado though. You know. I you're am. Stuck. I
2: have, I have probably have about thirty hats.
1: You know who else has a lot of hats? Who? John. John, right yeah. there. Yeah. You guys are hat I guys. I I can't rock a hat. I don't. I just look weird. I look like you don't want your kids to come near me with a hat on. But you but you guys can rock the hat. It looks good.
2: It helps to have the right-shaped head, I think.
1: It's, it's, it's,
0: yeah.
2: Or maybe it's a hair thing. See, I don't have a lot of hair, so wearing it fits just fine.
0: <laughs> right. Like, nine times out of ten, I'm having a bad hair day, so I am I just wear a lot of hats.
2: There you go.
0: I'm like, I don't know what to do up here. and. Uh, no, I don't look, I don't, they they fit, so whatever. And mm-hmm. my wife is like, I like it when when you wear them backwards, you look cool. I'm like, well, I'm not, but. You do look cool with I the feel- hat all backwards, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're Thanks, one of the well, he, like few people I know people that can illusion, rock that. Right. What's that, Bruce?
0: We
2: like to foster the illusion that we're cool. Right, so, yeah. right. It's you know, just part of the costume.
1: Whatever yeah. it takes. Exactly. Bruce, you mentioned the Clark the Shark books coming out in the fall. Yeah. I'm going to guess this was penned. You wrote this before the quarantine.
2: I did, yeah. That was written last fall, and it always takes the illustrator a good four or five months to illustrate it.
1: Okay. uh,
2: Yeah, so that was all in the can before quarantine hit. And that one is called Clark the Shark Gets a Pet.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Clark the Shark Gets a Pet. So he
2: gets a dogfish who's even more undisciplined than he is and has to learn how to yes. kind of treat a pet and, to, you know, take care of it.
1: You heard it here first, Clark so the Shark. So
0: first, you yeah. draw it, or no, you write it, and then a the guy draws it?
2: Yeah. I, although I am a cartoonist, I don't illustrate most of my picture books. So this very talented guy, Guy Francis, actually is his name, he does the illustrations
0: for Clark the Shark. Has he ever, like, sent you something you're like, uh, no, that that's not what's happening in this scene. Like, you know, you're <laughs> re- reading it wrong or something.
2: No, name. actually, he's really good. Wow, and that's awesome. He, he often comes up with little twists and little jokes in the art that I hadn't even thought of, which is great.
0: I bet you that is similar to how it happens with, like, Looney Tunes. Like, if you watch Bugs Bunny, it's, like, originally written for children. And then, like, Either the writer or the illustrator, you know, whatever comes in and is like, "Yo, I could like help out the parents suffering through this yes. and like put a little joke here and there." That's <laughs> That's awesome. well, oh yeah,
2: I love those Warner Brothers cartoons because they were written at two levels. You know, you'd have these adult puns that the kids wouldn't get, and then you'd have like the
0: slapstick stuff which the kids would love. They say Bugs Bunny was the original anti-hero because he's like. The original, like wise ass,
1: exactly. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense. Oh so yeah, it's like watch Trek. You know, it's written for adults. Really, you yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's amazing. Exactly. With a few fart jokes that's thrown so cool. in, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just throw them out. Just give him something to nibble on. that's um, cool. So he'll he'll find a part
0: of of your story and be like, I could draw this up here in the corner, and that could reference something that they say two pages down.
2: Exactly. Or like he'll put in. Uh, like there'll be a comic book that Clark was reading and he'll put a really clever title on it or
0: something oh, like that. A little you know, Easter. Kind of like a play on the whole world. Oh. In the universe, the Clark the Shark universe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the Just canon.
1: Like... When, yeah. You're, when you're writing a book, Bruce, as you are now, this novel, do you allude to things... Being experienced in the world today, like with quarantine or masks, or do you not elude that in the mindset that Good it's going question. to go away and we'll go back to normal? I'm just curious, like, as an artist, how you approach that because I, I, I think with films and stuff, mm-hmm. when they start picking up again, we're going to see like the mask stuff. Uh, Dude, but then ca- there's some people that are like, it's temporary, it's going away. Like, what do you how do you approach that?
2: I don't feel like with kids at least with the stuff I'm writing so far, that it's my job to comment on that. And it would actually, the seriousness of the pandemic is such that it would pull the story out of shape.
1: So Makes sense.
2: Yeah, so like in the story I'm writing now, which is basically a story about a kid with poor impulse control whose parents force him to join a Boy Scouts-type organization to straighten him up, and they get in a disaster in the, in the wilderness... Uh, it's funnier than it sounds, actually. But
1: um, is it a microcosm? I, no, I, I'm interested. To...
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, that sounds but, good. That, that would like that would been totally have pulled out of shape if I had suddenly had there was a pandemic. They had to wear masks. They couldn't go hiking. You know, that sort oh,
1: of. Oh right, Clark's yeah.
2: Clark
1: won't be going to school today. Why?
0: But, he yeah, right. Cl- show
2: Clark with a mask on. I mean, <laughs> on
0: his test results. Uh, cuz Kevin Smith Kevin Smith is writing Mallrats 2 and he said that covid it's during a time of covid like he's like characters have masks like the coronavirus is a character in I the story it. because they're in a mall i mean you know yeah, you kind yeah. Of, well,
2: there, there are instances where you could make it work and if like if i was writing something that was more dystopian like more of a young adult kind of thing i could totally use that or i could draw a parallel to it and you know, do something that that reminds people of the whole coronavirus thing, but without being exactly the same. Ah, but huh. so far I haven't been drawn like to it. I like to make jokes. I like to make things funny. Right, lighten,
1: lighten the mood. Exactly. Yeah. You you have some great jokes on the uh, website too. It's uh, it's a character I forget her name, but oh, uh,
2: Natalie Attired.
1: She's adorable too. One of the jokes was. Uh, what do you get when you eat um, onions with um, what was it? Onions. I gotta pull these up. Uh, the, the punchline was tear gas. Do you remember what that was? Uh, oh, baby! Onions, onions and kids. beans. <laughs> yeah, onions and beans, and it's tear gas. And there, there's all these like one-liner jokes that that I love, and I've loved since I was a kid. Like, why didn't the elephant cross the road? You know, so he wouldn't get confused with the chicken. Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> you know the zombie that ate the bear's parts goldilocks like things like that Those yeah, right. are some of the jokes on the top of my head but but i love that kind of humor like the
0: simple and like why kid, was the hot dog man fired because he walked down the street with his wiener wagon <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but th- the reason i bring it up it's not because i i executed you know the opening of that joke really badly it was because as a kid as like a little kid i remember all these like you know little one-liner corny jokes like you know what's the count dracula's favorite building the vampire state building but yeah. the fact that you have that online now which wasn't a thing when i was a kid everywhere um is really cool because kids will remember that stuff and oh, yeah. visit that stuff again cuz you can say it to your friends you can say it to a teacher you're not going to get in trouble um so that's a really cool concept and i, I don't think i've seen that anywhere else people yeah, trying to do that it's
2: fun to do and some schools i've visited Uh, when they want to prepare the kids, sometimes they'll hold a joke contest. And so uh, we'll pick some of the best jokes and they'll get like a free book or something like that or have lunch with me or something. So it's really a fun thing. And you find like so many of these kids, they know like the jokes that we knew when we were kids, but there's always some new ones cropping up. Yeah. Like I heard a good third grader joke. uh, Why are a gorilla's nostrils so big? Why is that? Because his fingers are so big. Ah. Uh,
1: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Good. Pick of the nose. Yeah. Like, so, why like, first time I ever heard up. that, I'm like,
2: oh my god. Why, why did does you
0: just, Why does Waldo only wear stripes? I don't know why he didn't want to be spotted. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Uh,
1: yeah. You. So you that's do this true. with every, you know, live. Uh, visit that you do you start off you like kind of break the ice a little bit with some jokes
2: Oh, yeah, I always tell a bunch of bad jokes in my presentations.
1: That's great. Yeah. Yeah, your jokes are good though And I, I feel like when I was I was going through your site you, I know you did a lot of visits, but I didn't realize how many Visits you've done you've been like all over the world. You've been to Africa. I have I you, South America
0: Yeah, what is there was what was your favorite? I'm sorry Clark well, no no. Well, yeah,
2: well, there are, well, there were so many great trips. I mean, I have to say one of the the best was when I went to New Delhi and the school was so well off. They flew me and another author in, put us up for a week in this five-star hotel, took us out to dinner every night in these amazing restaurants and what? Then, And after this week of hanging with these kids and having a great time, they said Oh, we have a little treat for you. We're sending you off to the Taj Mahal, and so no they paid for the whole thing. We went off to the Taj Mahal. We got the, the grand tour at dawn, and uh, and came This back. was a school that did this. This was a uh, very well-heeled international school. Wow! I
0: still would be stunned if any American school would do that. I know it was. You know that seems time. like crazy. Yeah, that was like the Cadillac of their visits.
1: That's amazing, and that's oh, a world yeah. wonder too. To be able to be flown there to speak, oh. and then and set you up would be like coming to, you know, the United States or something like that. Being like, oh, to cap off, you know, this trip, you know, we're setting to Hawaii or uh, you know, you're gonna go to New York or something like a that. If you've never been here
0: in Mount Rushmore, yeah,
1: that, so. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's really cool, though. And um, listeners, check out Bruce Hale's website. I, I, if you really go through your catalog, Bruce. You've written a lot of books. Oh, yeah. Um, it's amazing how much you write. And it's, you know, it's not dissimilar to uh, you know, legendary children's books like, I'm just going to throw this out there, like the Bernstein Bears or some, something like that Beverly Cleary did where the there's, there's such kind. a huge catalog.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, h- how many of these babies do you try to bump out a year? Because it, it, it seems like there's a, there's a process. Yeah, that's definitely work is. In.
2: I I tend to, like you, I have a short attention span. So I I tend to bounce back and forth between shorter, like, picture books and easy readers. And then I'll want to stretch out and I'll do a novel. So I could write anywhere from two to five books in a year, depending on what kind of books they are. Right. Usually no more than one novel in a year, because those take a lot of time.
0: Are your two novels, like, connected? I. What no, was the first one about? They're, okay, They're not. They're gonna...
2: completely different. The first one is called Switched, and it's about a boy and a dog who hate each other. And then the dog is basically the sister's dog. Oh, yeah. Like, she goes off to a semester abroad. The boy has to take care of the dog. They get into a magical accident, and their souls switch bodies.
0: Right. I think you told us about this last time yeah, we went, like a Freaky Friday. I was in the middle of writing it. And now what's this new one about?
2: So in the new one, uh, the working title is Super Troop. And that's the one that I mentioned earlier. Where it's, Super you know, Troop. The, the kid who's forced to be in a Boy Scout-like oh, troop, Boy Rangers. And, of course, like right after he joins, they integrate it by bringing in girls, which totally nice. changes the dynamic. Nice. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
1: So That's it's really interesting. Very
2: different, very different characters as well. But it's, I like the variety.
1: So, so you have to be done this, the deadline's at the end of the year. So we're like early summer next year. W- would people expect to see this?
2: Yeah, probably. Or maybe even winter. I'm not sure. The publication schedules have really gotten thrown off by the whole COVID thing. Like, uh, Switched was supposed to come out this fall, and they pushed it back to the coming spring. So, yeah, because it's so hard. I mean, you can't you can't do anything other than Zoom visits, and in person visits are out of the question.
0: Bruce, do, are you in charge of like say the book comes out and there's a misprint? Because I I've been reading, I'll be reading a book and there's a, a misprint, like an obvious misprint, like a yeah. misspelling or you know the the grammar's wrong. Yeah, or, or it's they like put the the. Word the in. Yeah. Who is, like, ultimately responsible for that?
2: Well, it's kind of a team effort. There is a a proofreader, like, you have several lines of it. First, there's your editor at the publishing house. Then there's kind of a proofreader who gets all the nitty-gritty stuff. So, like, usually I'll do one to two drafts of revisions with the editor. Then she'll pass it over to the proofreader. And the proofreader will get all the little nitty gritty. Oh, your commas in the wrong place. Colloquialisms. Yeah. And I don't so, even know
1: how to say that word. I don't either.
2: I know oh, that's, that's pretty impressive. good. <laughs> it, clearly, you don't have COVID that's brain.
0: No, I just uh, used to use them a lot, and I remember this English teacher at Penn State would write it all over my my papers.
1: Um, <laughs> Colloquialism.
0: Yeah, like very, and you know. Oh, is that, like what that words is? aren't necessary. Yeah, yeah, the they could be brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so like it's a, it's a process. Things. I mean, ultimately, I'm responsible because it's my names on the book. Right. But, um, I but just mean at least like, three or four of us looking at it.
0: Like, what if you hand something in and it's spelled correctly, and then the book comes out and there's a word in there spelled incorrectly, and you're like, yo, but this is what I gave you. Somebody yeah. messed up. Yeah, who do you fire line? for that, Bruce?
2: yeah. I give them a very stern is, talking to. Is that just a sorry? Yeah,
0: pretty much that. One yeah. out of a thousand and, people will catch it. Get over it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Have you ever have you ever made an error that slipped past the editor and made it to a book? Probably not. Uh, right? You're pretty you're pretty buttoned up with that stuff.
2: Yeah. No. I'm. I think I'm pretty good. I haven't really noticed any big ones. There was no. Most of my errors have been caught in the editing stage. Like it had been, been, been like busy. so long since I'd played football and I had Chad Gecko playing football and I did some move in there that was not usual for um like little kids football and somebody called me on it like, hey, nah, that's
0: not quite right. It's quite <laughs> like he did a layup into the end zone. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, <laughs> he slams <laughs> down into the down goal right. Yeah. But he, couldn't you also make celebrities? Like, yeah. If if there was ever a mistake, you'd be like, Well, it's not real life. This is the world of Czech echo. That's what they do. Really? That's how they, you know, you can always like roll with that. that um, the best title of any book I've seen is one of Czech Gecko, And that is from Russia with lunch.
2: Yes. <laughs> and it's the
1: coolest cover in the world. He's like a little James Bond spy looking lizard guy. He's a gecko. Yeah. And, uh, I love all the, the wordplay and the puns you use in those. Um, I'm a big James Bond fan. I'm a big, you know, like adventure spy fan kind of thing. And you use a lot of these cool uh, puns and titles, and 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 uh, just just really creative, really good. It's a really cool series.
0: Oh uh, yeah, the cover is cool. It's like,
1: and the yeah, edit, yeah, you saw the yeah, it's cool. Like it just looks like, like Raff.
0: Raphael in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Remember when he would put yes! the trench coat on and the house in the, oh, yeah, the streets? I,
1: I yeah. wish Bruce Hale were an author when, when I was a kid because the stuff we had to at least I remember reading was crap. Um, yeah, I would love to have a Clark the shark. Uh, you know, uh, Chet. Yeah, I, no, there was nothing like it that. was. The, it was like Beverly Cleary, and those were all oh, events. I grew yeah. up in the 80s and they're like, hey, you're reading Ramona. I'm like, this was written in like 67. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm eight years old. And I know this book is 20 years old. The, the reference, the dad's smoking in there. Yeah. I'm a first grader. What, what are you doing? And even then, that was like, yeah. come on. There was no safe. It was like not a gap. safe. But it was like Bernstein Bears and you grew out of them very quickly. Um, right. And like that's, that's Christopher not the case anymore. that
2: Christopher it. There's so much great children's literature out there for the whole range. And I right. mean, you you even have books like that picture book that's that has no pictures in it, the picture book with no pictures. It's hilarious. I think B.J. Novak wrote that one. Yeah, uh, I've heard Ryan about that. Howard. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Howard. I, I mean, there's B. just B. like Novak. all kinds of wild stuff out there, and there's a, just a tremendous range. Some really great stuff being created.
1: It's really cool. You've yeah. you've been to a lot of these conferences too. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. How is that community? Does everyone know each other? Is it like Hollywood? Where you're like, oh, that's so and so. Is it like a close, tight knit, cliche, clicky kind of thing? Like, how does that work? In
2: some ways, yes. Um, It is? But in other ways, we don't necessarily know what each other look like because we know each other's work. And so, like, I might bump into somebody at a conference and be talking with them. They say their name, and I'm like, that name's familiar. And then they mention the title of one of their books. And I'm like, oh, you wrote that. Oh, that's so great.
1: Have you ever sat down with somebody for an hour? not know who they were when they left, or like, hey, who was that? They're like, I don't know. It was a homeless guy. I don't know who you were talking <laughs> to. She thought it was like <laughs> yeah. an... Ed- the, yeah. the, the editing process and um, the, the from what a book uh, is conceptualized as an idea to the time you can buy it in a store is a very long and arduous process. Yeah. And many times a book is thrown aside or doesn't make the cut. We here put together a list of some of Bruce Hale's books that did not make print.
2: Oh, you, Would you, you like to deep hear these, research. Bruce?
1: Would you like to hear these?
2: God, please. I'd love yes, to hear these. Please. aren't
1: actually real, too, listeners. Bruce had no idea about this bit. <laughs> so, um, no. So here are some Bruce Hale books that didn't make print. John, are you ready for some of these? Yes, please. Play it on us. Class Pets. Fuzzy Sets Off a Metal Detector Before First Period. <laughs> a Monster Town Mystery. Wuhan, China. The scariest place on earth. I can see why that <laughs> that might be. Check Gecko. Dial W for wire fraud. <laughs> hey. Uh, School for spies. The caper of the Russian collusion. <laughs> it's a little offensive. Mokey the Gecko. How to have fun while self quarantining after failing a temperature check. Oh, oh, Hawaiian. So maybe maybe tough. just a little too long. Maybe. Yeah, a little. I think the title. Yeah. Probably That's probably
2: it. why that one didn't hit. Oh, you know, okay. they just yeah. like, no, I'm sorry, that title is not going to work.
1: Couldn't get past the title. I'm sticking to the title, damn it. Yeah. The underwear <laughs> this series. Is, this is the title. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. The underwear series. The thrill of not wearing a mask in public could be a little <laughs> offensive. And finally, Clark the shark. You wear your fin. I'll wear mine. Hey. So I I can see why well, why some of those might not have made the cut. But, yeah. Uh, no, and, you
2: know, even well-published authors still strike out once in a while.
1: Not you, Bruce Hale. You don't strike out ever. Uh, uh, thank you. Those, those aren't real, by the way. But um, I just wanted to thank you for, for coming on the show again. This was you know, yeah, been so man. gracious of you to do this. It's First my pleasure. Time.
0: You guys are always such fun to talk to. Yeah,
1: uh, We love thank having you. Thank
0: you so much, man. Thanks for coming back. Happy Shark Week.
1: Happy no, Shark you. Week. Check out you Bruce too. online at uh, Story Guy one uh, And Bruce, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being on the show.
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I'm hoping next time we get together, we'll actually be able to talk movies again because they'll be showing in theaters.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, Wouldn't that be great? Man, as my first world problem complaint, it, that is my number one thing. I, I miss new movies and the movie theater and the whole thing. It's just it has been over a year. Since there has been a Marvel movie in theaters, and that is heartbreaking. It's been a year. A whole year. Over a year now.
1: I know. We're gonna appreciate this more when it comes back, I think. Oh yeah. It'll be sweet. It'll be very, very sweet.
0: Yeah.
1: Bruce, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend.
0: All right, gentlemen. Bruce. Always Always a pleasure. pleasure.
1: (laughs) Thank you, sir.
0: Bruce Hale, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands, wear a mask.
1: Stay safe. Oh yeah, don't ride on the railroad tracks. What? what? Stay safe. I don't ground on a day. <laughs> I love your microphone too, by the way. The black with the. Uh, it's the same same as yours. Yours is just silver. Yeah, but yours is cooler,
0: and what it's yours? the same arm. Uh, yours is low. Well, you can just you can just spray paint it. Scranton Barrel. Scranton
1: Wilkes Bear. I uh yeah. <laughs> Think that's how you say it. Yeah, I switched gears this week. I was watching. It's cool to have Bruce on. I'm glad he came on. I always feel like I leave stuff all on the table when he comes on. Like I wanted to ask him more, and I just kind of—I don't know—is he,
0: is he like time limited? Like, does he give you like a, a, a limit? Like where he's like, I, I can only do like a half hour. No,
1: that's the thing. I, and, I, and I should probably talk to him about that because I don't want to. Yeah. He might want to go for three hours, or he might have ten minutes. I, I should, you know, oh, yeah, i got those details. I switched gears radically this week. I've been watching, rewatching The Office, and uh, just watching it a lot. Yeah, I can't then stop. Then I started watching The Sopranos because I was like, I haven't watched Sopranos in like you know ten years or something. Yeah. So then I got sucked into that. So now I'm going back and forth, and it's it's a healthy balance for the soul. Because if you watch too many Sopranos binge watching, it's it's dark,
0: and Dude, it's the best show yeah. ever written,
1: but it's 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 too much like murder to take in your like brain. Yeah. Right. I don't like, and I especially don't like
0: before going to bed watching like negative, negativity because I just, I breathe in negativity all day with this world that we're stuck in. So like the office is really like the only thing that I can get through because my Hulu subscription, I can't change it to get rid of the commercials. So Seinfeld is riddled with commercials and like I've said before, Seinfeld has aged on me because of the crowd laughing. Not yes. Because of, not because of the show, but just because of that sound is thro- throws me off now. I don't know Nobody why. does it anymore. No. no. And I want to get into something new, but something new kind of requires attention. So the office, I can like doze off and zone out and in, and I'm not losing anything.
1: Yeah. And it's got such a great rhythm too, and stride. Like every season just welds perfectly. You're like, oh, this is great. Shrute Farms, probably my favorite place in the whole series. They, that should have been the spinoff, Shrute Farms. They should have. It was been. supposed to be. Really, Rain Wilson, like that. Rainn that Wilson? would have been a great show. I could be wrong here, but
0: I should probably look it up. But I think Rain Wilson, like that, he, that kind of fell apart, and I think it was on him.
1: Oh. Because
0: Shrute Farms was great. Bose, the brother, running. You know his brother is the creator of uh, Parks and Rec. No way! The, really? the actor who plays Moes is really? like one of the head guys at
1: the office, and he created Parks and Rec. Yeah. No shit. It's that insane. That's insane. That's why um, B.J. Novak, the he was like a producer of uh, The Office. That's why for every season he was the writer, right? Well, he was Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard, right? But he was also like the Ten. producer. Was he like the executive producer? Yeah, A- the, he eventually was like everything he could be for that show. That's why he's in the credits, like third spot every episode. But he's not in like every episode because he was like, you yeah. know, with his show. So he was like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm in there." He was like um, the
0: last person you saw in the opening credits. But there was no like Phyllis or Stanley or you know, no. uh, Mindy Kaling in the uh,
1: in the opening credits. Angela. Angela. Right, Angela. Was kind Angela of, hot? Towards the end, right? Pretty hot. Angela? It, that's such a
0: good question because I feel like I ask it every episode. I'm like, oh, Angela looks kind of hot there. Kind of, then other times I'm like, nah, nothing. Nah, uh, uh, yeah, okay. Office I, hot. I, I feel like, you know what's funny? Listening to that Office Ladies show, because those two are just actresses, uh, as podcasters, yeah. as podcasters, they're kind of clumsy. Yeah, but, but Angela comes from like improv. Like I think she was like at Second City in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, so like every once in a while, she'll break into like improv, and you can see like, oh, holy shit, she is a pro. Like, yeah. She can take it and go and run with it and do accents and kind of sing. You know, like this. Yeah, part like of her she's kind on. Of- Yeah, like she's a pro. It's just she's not like a comedian. She's just an improv actor.
1: Right. Yeah. She she switches it out. You can see that too. You can hear that. It's a good. good, Yeah, I have a few times. It's not not like
0: great, but there are parts of it that are awesome because they tell you so much behind the
1: scenes shit. Right. And that is cool to hear that too. It's like listening to. On the other end of the spectrum, the Sopranos podcast with uh, Michael Yeah, (laughs) He talks about, like, oh, the reason we did this. (laughs) I can only listen to that for so much. Uh,
0: uh, I know. Those two were on Joe Rogan, and I listened to the the clips instead of the long, one giant show. Because it was like, are you mobsters in real life? No, stop it. But that Michael Imperioli, he's like a... uh, like a thespian, you know, like he's like a hardcore actor,
1: actor, yeah. yeah. He's in the theater. He's in yes. the world of the theater. Good Steve Chiripa, though is like tough to listen to, because those guys they're they're basically like the same like Bobby Bacala, where he's just like you know. So I was there, like you know, I was in uh you know the Sheraton, and this guy comes up, and it's like I kind of I kind of want to watch the show now, like you the know, episodes. I I, I I always had. had
0: A friend or two in college that was let's just say different than me came from a different place Ah. and their storytelling abilities were well let's just say a mix of lazy and i just like to talk right now (laughs) instead of like where i come from where it's like either peppered with funny tangents or just right to the point right and that's delivery. what I feel like when those two are doing a show, especially uh, the big dude, I forget. what did, What's his name? He just said his name. Bobby Baklava.
1: Steve, Steve Schripper. Steve Schripper.
0: You know, like he gets yeah. into the beginning of a story and then just starts covering all these nonsense details. Like, remember that refrigerator, that refrigerator that never worked at his house? And, you know, that house with the refrigerator. Remember? He never had that good refrigerator. Anyway, we went over there. We were trying to help him move. And and I just kept looking at that stupid refrigerator. Why did he never get back? It's like, this story is about you helping him move. Get off the refrigerator.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like that's how the reunion was when they did that reunion last year, two years ago, the Sopranos reunion. It wasn't a reunion show, which is they all got in the same room and they, they interviewed them. And it was, I don't know, it was a few years back. You know, they started off with like missing James Gandolfini, which was touching and then, and then, what you said, it kind of, it kind of, you know, dived into like uh, Tony Sirico or something being like, remember the time that that dog was there, that the guy was on the set, and then he was laying because they had the thing with the hot dog, and you're just like, there's like, no point of reference. Let me explain. And trail
0: guys, none of you, uh, even though you all are part of the ensemble cast that made up arguably the greatest show in cable television. None of you are Robert De Niro, so stop <laughs> thinking that any of you are bigger than the sum of the parts. Here, you know what I mean. Like besides Candel right. and maybe what's her name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Edie, Edie Falco. Uh, none
1: of them on in the Sopranos are bigger than better than the show. No, no, it's true. Yeah, they kind of lose focus with that. do um, like that, but it's a cool.
0: Mm, yeah, it is. I said that refrigerator.
1: You know, he always said that refrigerator. He had that refrigerator that just <laughs>
0: never kept anything cold, never kept anything
1: warm. you got to start dealing with Heather which she's like, hey, come on. Are we it's like, you know, Lobo was acting up a little crazy the other day. I don't know if I want to talk to it. Well, can talk- you just cut it? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna, uh, I'm going to do some things. <laughs> I'm to
0: talk to it. Uh, today, uh, I actually had to uh, help someone pick up like an entire bedroom set, you know, like a dresser, uh, an end table and a bed frame. And they they we sold it on offer up or whatever, you know, whatever the fucking app is. Come by shit
1: Get it the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pick up my hand-me-downs. And uh, the the person's name on on the app, you know, because you can you communicate through the app. Her name was Dada, D A D A. So we were like no idea. Dada. Four black women pull up in a Nissan frontier hatchback pickup truck. Dada. Try to back up into my driveway and graze my
1: mailbox,
0: <laughs> lifting no. it up
1: out of the ground. Yeah. It came out of the ground, it was uprooted. Yeah. What? Did they, did, like, they whoa, 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 did they did they apologize?
0: No. Well, they may have. I didn't hear them. They all had masks on, and I didn't. I felt like a douchebag because I was like, oh, should I go get a mask? Oh, no, it's not. I'm not going to need – I'm not going to have to help them. And I just see – and they're all they're – all, it's four black women. The, the, I, all I see is the one driving because, like, when I get out, I'm like, yo, pull around to the side of the house. I have everything at my front door just so they can get it easier. Like, don't go in the driveway. So she pulls around, and like a clown car – Four black chicks spill out of this, like, two-door Nissan, you know, whatever, yeah. short short cab tr- pickup truck.
1: Was it a Frontier?
0: I think so. And none of them look like they could pick up one of the drawers from the dresser and, oh, and table, man. let alone do this thing on their own. So I'm like, I'm going to have to fuck. So I just, like, kick into high gear, and I just start picking up everything and carrying it over to their truck. Then this one chick gets out who... I'm pretty sure it could beat me in an arm wrestling contest. Uh, And just, (gasps) she's the leader. She takes, yes, she is like more intelligent, more well spoken, just more like confident, takes over, helps me get everything onto the back of the truck. The back of their truck is like almost touching the ground.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What were they picking up?
0: Uh, Two drawers? A dresser, uh, an end table. The end table had two drawers, the dresser had like six. It was like pretty tall, like five feet tall. And uh, a bed frame, which is like the headboard, the two sides, and the bat and the, the bottom, and then that's the, a lot of stuff, a lot of crap, and that's a, a lot, lot of gum, ca- dude. When I when I got up there, as when I first walked out, I was like, yo, I don't think everything's gonna fit, so we'll just bring everything over and. get... These chicks had it in their head before they even got there, like Tetris. They just like moved shit around. They lifted it up. They like they like pushed me away. I was like, I'll do traffic. I'll keep my eye on traffic. You don't need my help. They put it
1: all together and they got really? the out of there. So wait, was this, so the mailbox was uprooted? Did it break, or did you have to put it back in? No, like was there so damage? Here's here's the
0: mailbox in the ground, right? They back into it. It comes up like this, and then goes back in when they. <sighs> forward like they lifted it and then they were like oh no and they drove forward and it oh shit. back in i was like "Fuck!" Uh, and it just kind of stepped on the dirt around it and i was like all right it's good I'm you- Sure, the next storm it'll knock over
1: it'll knock it down that's hilarious do you guys use that app a lot the next door not next door but the offer up or whatever um recently heather has
0: been because uh well, because we have, we're having b ba- we're having another baby, uh, due on Christmas. Congratulations. Eve. Yes. It's amazing, dude. It's a girl.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you, brother. It's beautiful. Charlotte Jordan. Uh, we'll probably Ooh. call we'll probably Lovely. call her Charlie, but I'll probably call her Chuck eventually or Yeah. That's something. cool. Uh, yes. Congratulations, and, man. Yeah. God bless you guys. I'm Thanks, so happy man. for you. Yeah, dude, due on Christmas. Isn't that insane? That's awesome. Uh, I tell people, like Desmond, I go, Christmas Eve. Christmas <laughs>
2: I won't go here for eight years. Eight, eight, Christmas Eve. She does. We're going to have suckled pig,
1: crackled goose, and frolic puddings.
0: So Heather's been selling a lot of crap. Furniture, old clothes, stuff like that to make room for the child.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are you going to do uh, the name you've chosen is Charlotte Jordan? It's awesome. That's a beautiful name. Yeah, Charlie would be cool. Chuck. You'd have those yeah. big names. Charlie.
0: Hannah already Amazing. knows. Hannah's like, We're like, what's coming on Christmas? She goes, baby
1: Charlie. <laughs> oh, there you go. Could you imagine if you had a kid on Christmas Day? I know. That would be great. It's a cool uh, thing.
0: Yeah, but no, everyone I know who has a birthday on Christmas hates it. Lutz. Well, the one person I know. <laughs>
1: Oh no, I, I that's just the first person that came to my mind. It's the only person I know. Yeah. They hate it. They think they get they get gypped at mm-hmm. a presence. It's like it's fine. Right, yeah. That's cool though. Congratulations though. That's a beautiful thing. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, we've been like slow to announce it, I mean.
1: Yeah. Are you going to do a are you going to do a gender reveal party on the,
0: on the TikTok? We want to do a gender reveal party, but lie.
1: <laughs> i would say it's a boy. Yes. You should, I and mean, keep it up until after the birth That would be like the most genius thing ever That would go viral I know, I just want to troll the internet Yeah, just do that Be like, he's here And then yeah. the little girl comes up But you keep it up for like 10 years, like the joke's too long There's all kinds of psychological problems
0: Did you see my uh, my comment? I think it was on Brett Katzen's uh... Oh, Katzen Yeah, yeah. on his uh, Facebook He wrote we're going to check out Manhattan Beach and possibly Long Beach today. Any noteworthy places we shouldn't miss. And I wrote the ocean. The
1: ocean. <laughs> I, I texted him today. I wanted to see if he wanted to film a sketch of something soon. He's, He's a good dude. Up. He said, thanks, guy. It's still there in case you were wondering, which is
0: uh, an old joke my grandfather used to tell us. The ocean. Every, every time we'd be down the shore, he would go, all right, let's go to the beach and see if the ocean's still there.
1: <laughs> I said it
0: was going to go away. Right. We'll see if I it's never still there. assumed it would go away. I always assumed it would be there. Right. I was like, but it you gotta like be a big deal for this thing to just not be here one day.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's not going to get up and leave
0: <laughs> until it does. Speaking of those sketches, dude, I am so pissed at mine. I, I wish I could redo it. I, I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't reading it the right way, the, the script. And after watching it, I was like, I fucking did I delivered it so crappily. It was like I was going for someone who was miserable, but I should have been going for someone who was miserable
1: making fun of someone else. And no, I didn't I, like I, get that. I took it as somebody that was miserable because they work at this job. Yeah, that's what I was With going that, for. I thought it was good.
0: But you know. Yeah,
1: uh, we gotta do another one of those too. Do another one, absolutely. Yeah, I have uh those Star Wars sketches I want to film before somebody else takes those ideas and does it. Um and I got the costumes. I have, uh, here, let me show you. Well, I won't bore the listeners, but I got Han Solo here. I think I sent you a picture. And I got Chewbacca coming. And uh, there's going to be a lot of extra costumes here for Halloween this year. For canceled Halloween this year.
0: Is it canceled?
1: I don't know. I'm sure it is here. some. He'll cancel it. Um, Brett Katzen does that, though, all the time just, on Facebook. I, just, I see him say, not forcing everything heading to, like to Burbank. Wait, what's that? Heading to somewhere tell me what to go do. Yeah, but everything's closed. Like California shut down. Oh yeah. You could just Google like what can I do outside? And then you can see like there's the ocean, there's the mountains. It's one of those two. You go hiking, you go to the beach. Beach is kinda iffy, a lot of them are shut down too. But I'll see, like, hey, it's a Burbank. What do I do? I'm like, ah, there's a nice park you can sit at. Like everything's closed. Yeah, um, like, and are I feel you bad
0: for him. Watching the news, I'm sorry you're new
1: here, but it's closed. It's closed, and I feel bad because he he just moved out here, and that would suck to move to L.A. and all of a sudden you're like, hey, you can't go anywhere. It's like, why did I? I wouldn't. You wouldn't have moved if that were the case. You would have stayed where you were until it blew over. So <laughs> I give him credit for like trying to go out, but it's think about you know, this. Kind of
0: bad. He moved there to be close to the movie industry. Right now, the movie industry is is about to experience a catastrophic implosion. And we're about to get really cheap movies, which could be a good thing. But movies are not going to be what they have been the last 10 years. No. Because of what's going on
1: with movie theaters and them just You're losing right. money. Losing money constantly. And if you want to move closer to the movie industry, you need to move to Toronto or Vancouver, Canada Vancouver. or Georgia. Yeah. That's where everything's filled. But no, it's true, though. And it, it, it kind of scares me, dude, because there's all these movies delayed right now. Oh, yeah. uh, we can wrap it up. I didn't realize it was almost 11 there. We can wrap it up. Um, five minutes. I was just going to say w- with all these movies that are delayed right now, they're going to get released, and it's going to be awesome when, like, yo, James Bond is coming out. Uh, you know, the, 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 what is it? Black Widow is coming out? Or was supposed to? Yes, Black Widow was supposed to be out on May 1st. Right. It's going to be great. When them. They come out. And you're going to see these movies trickle. Mandalorian has no delays. But keep in mind, they haven't been filming anything for the past eight months. So there's going to be a gap between movies. And just like you said, you're going to get crap. You're going to get few and far between. And there's going to be like a lull. And it's, I think what they need to do is just start re releasing classics. But that doesn't answer the problem. It's awesome to see Jurassic Park on the big screen, but people don't come out in droves to see Jurassic Park no. on the big screen. Just like, you know, uh, people like you and I, people that love the movie. But right, like Empire Strikes Back,
0: you know, like it made yeah. like
1: two two million, right, one one so weekend. W- what's
0: going to happen with all that? Do you think, dude? I, I, I don't that. know. I have a feeling what's going to happen <laughs> is studios are going to start buying theaters or just making theaters because theaters are going out of business. You know, like AMC got some kind of like crazy $6 billion loan and and now like Universal, like there's just so much, there's so many laws being like rewritten and like unwritten uh, that like, I feel like what we talked about years ago on this show, <clears throat> that the inevitability of streaming is just it's just going to happen and it feels like this covid thing is like fast like think about it mulan a movie that could have made like 500 million dollars worldwide uh in theaters is going to vod and it's not even going to make a fraction of that
1: no so they're just taking a loss
0: taking a loss on on a movie that's in the same line of like aladdin and lion king like it could it had
1: potential for a million a billion especially in china like that's right. like the biggest film market in the world. Like that, I mean, that would have been billion a billion dollars right there at least. Billion dollars. Hence, their argument as to well, then they
0: must even either think it sucks, or they is, are expecting Black Widow to make so much more. Otherwise, they would put that shit on Disney Plus. Probably,
1: Black can, Widow is going to make more. I, I think. I think it should. Well, their their movie theaters open now. I don't know where, but. Shia LaBeouf, of all people, just released a movie, The Tax Collector, this week. And it made like $300,000. Yeah, it, it's really good. Um, at select theaters, I think there is oh, something like 1,400 theaters open right now. But I know where the, the theaters away. are open. Where the people obeyed the scientists. Oh, yes. Because you can now safely go there now, right? Yeah. Like so The rest distance. of the world. Yeah, not California. Not Florida. In, uh, Texas. Not and, Texas.
0: And, and now Louisiana, Louisiana. Uh, Ohio, Illinois, they're all
1: popping up. I'm from Delaware. Yeah, It's like
0: my job now to chase these COVID
1: spots, to find oh, doctor's yeah. job. You're on the front lines. <laughs> I, I do think you're on the with with the movie companies, with the studios buying theaters. Because if, like, let's just say Universal, I don't know legally the logistics of this, but let's say Universal bought like a hundred chains. They're only going to show movies that Universal did. So then Paramount would buy it. And then Paramount and then you could go to like different theaters and they would make them more competitive, better movies. I think that would bring back the movie experience for a lot of people. And also it would lower prices of concessions because they're not going to need to charge 20 bucks for a popcorn. That's the reason it's so expensive because all the movies, all the money for the movies go to the studio so theaters are like we got to charge an arm and leg. I think I think that that might be a good idea.
0: Uh, yes, I totally agree. Uh, and even just like Disney, Sony, Spider Man deal, like they the studios could could combine deals and have like combo theaters where it's like all Sony and Disney movies are played. You know, like agreements can happen like that. The uh, yeah. the WalMarts, the WalMarts that are doing this drive-in theater thing. By the way, everything is sold out. Every all one hundred really all one hundred sixty drive-throughs and every showing that they're doing through the rest of the summer is all sold out. It's not no many, way all sold out. It's crazy, uh, and the tickets are uh, free. That's why it's sold out. <laughs> are they free? But like they're gonna come up to your window and be like, "Can I get you food?" Like waiters and waitresses, basically. Yeah, that's about Fifth drive-ins.
1: I know. These driving diners, you know? That'd be awesome if they had, like, roller skates. Okay. And, 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 and every, like, so often somebody would spill a whole thing of drinks. He'd be like, oh, Flanagan, you suck. And it's like, I'll never get a girl. And then it's there's spilled it like, on my boobs. For some reason, you have a leather jacket and your hair greased and you're flipping a, flicking a quarter up and down. And you're just like, no jazz before the rumble. You're like
0: oh, is are he you here, here for the movies? No, I'm just here for the craft. Yeah, I'm just flicking a quarter up the desk. just down. here
1: flicking a quarter. for the craft.
0: What a weird thing to do. That's my lucky quarter, I guess. Lucky quarter. It's probably really dirty.
1: <laughs> and has COVID on it. Before we go, I just want to <clears> say congratulations <throat> on the new the new birth of the, Thank the you child, all right. legend. wedding.
0: Right. grass.
1: The new editing on the uh, Comic John channel. Everybody, check out YouTube com and search for the comic John because I love the new editing you do on there with like the, the cut back and forth and the, the names that's a lot of work to do, it looks like, but it looks awesome
0: yeah, and it even kind of uh it prevents me from having to like isolate a a dead spot and delete it and instead of just instead I just do the cut and it kind of like fills that m- you know that millisecond of like oh. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like so it's it's
1: flawless. It flows like it's
0: perfect. Yeah, it's really it, good. It, it is, but I think the next history hour we do, I'm just gonna post the whole thing at once, or maybe like one hour and then another hour. Oh, nice. Just to just to see the difference. Yeah, in I, that'd be cool. Use, just to see because I feel like I've listened to a lot of I've listened to a lot of good podcasts, and they're like they're talking about podcasts. Like their guests, like it was, it was fucking Whitney Cummings podcast called uh, "Good oh, for yeah. You," or something like that. And Olivia Munn was on. Kind
1: of
0: I'm kind of fascinated by. Uh, she's hot and everything, but like that has nothing to do with it because I can never get her. Uh, I think she's like pretty cool. Like she's like a nerd. Uh. A- anyway, they were talking about podcasts, and she's like, "I usually go for the ones that are over an hour because I want to listen to something for a long time." I see these ones that are like six and seven minutes it's like it that's too short for me to even commit to for a second and i'm like oh, i kind of agree man. like i don't know yeah. and lo- like i go to a podcast when i'm about to go do something for a while you know what i yes. mean it's not like well, i'll listen to three minutes on while no, i'm taking a that's what
1: videos are for i feel like youtube videos should be under like 10 minutes or whatever but podcasts ever since the john and agnew show that's that was like really the first podcast i ever listened to i think Aside from like regular radio. And it was perfect for like a long drive or something or like a commute. Or like, like chores or something. Chores. I do listen to the podcast at night. Like late at night doing dishes or something. Yeah. Something you can have on. Yeah, but I listen yeah, to
0: man. us and I listen to Neil Brennan. I think his podcast is the best.
1: I haven't listened to him.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know who he I, is. but I, I mean, he, yeah, because he, he's like it's legit. It, it's crazy what he's done and, and and like lived through and like I mean he's from Philly so that kind of is cool too but yeah just to have been part of that whole Chappelle scenario like the white guy behind the scenes uh, his take on life is just hilarious but also pretty he gets pretty deep he's like less pretty good you know what he is dude and I. This is such a great analogy. He's kind of like the the non jock Joe Rogan. you know what I mean? like he can oh, talk about okay. anything, but he he doesn't have that muscle head piece of Joe Rogan where it's like, yeah, 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 all right, you're laughing at the degrading women joke, like you're laughing a little too hard at that one like Th- right, which he does gets off, you know what
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, which he does Joe you know, Rogan, hey, he- come on, take your pants off. <laughs> Yeah, Joe Rogan always has, like, the final laugh, and right. sometimes you're like, eh, that yeah. wasn't that funny. <laughs> but I get it. You're Joe Rogan. And his co-host,
0: Bianca, is, I, I like her a lot. Like, at first, I didn't like her, uh, because, she, and she even talked about her. She's like, in the beginning, I was so defensive that I, like, wasn't relaxed around you. Uh, but now she's just, like, I don't know. She's good. works. I would it definitely check her out,
1: for sure. Did you like some jellyfish? They do gel well. Check it out. Tweet us the at the underscore percent. podcastle. Follow the Comic John on Twitter. Check out all the shows, the clips on YouTube. Yeah. The Comic John. Thank Peace. you for listening to the show. Thank you, Bruce Hale, for being on the program. Thank stay you. safe. Stay masked. Stay classy. We love Good night, you. everybody. Good night, everybody.
2: And